I'm Dr Kirsty Hughes and I'm a lecturer in law at the University of Cambridge. Dr Hughes, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Centre for Business Research podcast series looking at the post-Brexit options for the UK. We're here to discuss the right to remain of EU nationals. Can you give us some background as to why EU nationals think they're being used as a bargaining chip in the Brexit negotiations? Certainly. Well, following the EU referendum, the position of EU nationals in the UK has been left unclear and the government has not clarified that they will be allowed to remain in the UK following the Brexit referendum. So are they being used as a bargaining chip in the Brexit negotiations? The reason that EU nationals feel that they're being used as a bargaining chip in the Brexit negotiations is that the government has declined to make a unilateral declaration guaranteeing their residency in the UK post-Brexit. And a number of ministers, including the Prime Minister and Liam Fox, have made statements suggesting that this will be a matter for negotiations of EU withdrawal and that it will be contingent upon guaranteeing residency of UK nationals in other EU member states. And so this has given the sense that EU nationals in the UK are being used as a bargaining chip for other UK interests abroad. And the right to EU nationals to remain here was one of the two amendments the Lords made to the very slim Brexit bill. The Commons didn't approve either of those amendments. Do you think the government could have made a concession here? After all, people's lives and livelihoods are at stake. Yes, I think that's correct. They could have made a concession. They could have guaranteed the residency of EU nationals at that point. They didn't want to because they want to use it as part of negotiations and because they wanted to keep the legislation purely to the Article 50 position. But ultimately, if they want to guarantee that EU nationals can remain in the UK, then there isn't really a reason for not doing so. It's estimated there are three million EU nationals living in the UK who are uncertain about their futures. They also have children and families who share that uncertainty. What protections are they offered in law? Should the government have given them more protection or are they already protected? Well, under UK law, if they have resided in the UK for five years, then they would be able to apply for proof of permanent residency. Unfortunately, this process has become very complicated. It's partly complicated because of the bureaucratic system in place, and it's partly complicated because of a number of uncertainties surrounding uh, who is eligible for permanent residency, connected to whether there's a need for comprehensive health insurance and the required documentation that needs to go with it. But apart from that process under UK law, there are also provisions under human rights law which guarantee a right to remain and preclude mass deportation. And what are those provisions or criteria that stop someone being deported? So the relevant provision is Article 8 of the European Convention on Human Rights and that is a separate convention from the European Union. So even once we withdraw from the European Union we will still be bound by the European Convention on Human Rights. And Article 8 protects the right to respect for private and family life which includes residency in a host state in certain circumstances. So if an individual has family ties within the UK 
or if they have personal or social ties in the UK, which could be long-term residents and employment here, and that they're integrated into the state in various ways, then they will be entitled to remain in the UK. Now, isn't that what has got under the collar of the current Prime Minister, Theresa May, because when she was Home Secretary, she was trying to expel people, and they were claiming they got a family pet, and so they had a family here. There does seem to have been some different interpretations of this human rights law. Yes, that's absolutely right. So the same right that she was protesting at the time was Article 8 of the European Convention on Human Rights. Now, she was contesting it in relation to its application to those who were suspected of serious crimes or had been convicted of serious crimes, and clearly that's a different context from what we're talking about here with EU nationals. But the relevant convention right is the same, Article 8. What criteria is there if, and I say if, the state wished to deport EU nationals? I believe there are three Yes. So the state would need to ensure that deportation was prescribed by law, so that would require a legal framework. It requires that the deportation pursues a legitimate aim, and they are set out in the convention itself. It's hard to see how any of those legitimate aims would be applicable in this context. Usually it's something like national security or um, serious crime, and obviously that's not applicable here. It should be noted, though, that the court does tend to be quite deferential on legitimate aims, so it doesn't tend to give the state much difficulty in that regard. But the third element, that it has to be proportionate, again, it's very difficult to see how that could possibly be justified on the basis of mass deportation. So you can only deport an EU national if it is proportionate? Yes. Why are people so fearful? Many said to be leaving or applying for citizenship elsewhere. Is that fearfulness justified? I think it is justified. I think it's very unfortunate. It's justified because the government hasn't been clear about the status of EU nationals following Brexit. So it's understandable that people are unsure as to what's going to happen. Also, the process for trying to establish proof of permanent residency has been such a shambles that that's caused further uncertainty. And that's led to people seeking also to consider what their options may be elsewhere. And there was a joint parliamentary committee report on this in December 2016. What was that report and what did it say? So the report looked at the implications for human rights post-Brexit and it noted the concerns about EU nationals and since then led to the suggestion that there should be an amendment to the bill which would make a unilateral declaration guaranteeing residency for those EU nationals currently in the UK. But as we discussed before, that was not accepted as the legislation went through Parliament. Is there some quid pro quo going on within the withdrawal negotiations? Is it being insensitively handled by the government, do you think? Is it just political posturing? But actually, people's lives are at stake. Well, certainly people's lives are at stake, and it has been handled in a way which seems rather insensitive. The suggestion that residency can be used in withdrawal negotiations does seem to be overstating matters, given that the residency is preserved under human rights law and so it would be unlawful for us to expel EU nationals. And given, therefore, that it would be unlawful, it seems particularly insensitive and unfair for EU nationals to be living in this state of uncertainty, which is completely unnecessary. 
And I suppose you can toss the coin the other way up because it also means that British people living within European countries also have a right to remain over there. That's correct, yes. So as UK nationals living in other EU member states, they would also be subject to the European Convention on Human Rights and therefore their residency would also be preserved. So we're not going to see mass deportations just because we're withdrawing and triggering Article 50? No. Well, I mean, it seems very naive to say that anything is off limits in the current state of the world, but it would certainly be unlawful for there to be mass deportations, in addition to the fact that it would be economically undesirable. So why are people still so fearful? And many are said to be leaving or applying for citizenship elsewhere. There there is a climate of fear when it comes to residency in the UK if you're an EU citizen. Yes, well, that's entirely understandable because the government so far has declined to guarantee residency. And in a situation where the government declines to guarantee residency and says, well, we'll wait and see effectively, and in the interim the Home Office is declining applications and issuing letters telling people that they should make plans to leave, then it's entirely understandable that people will be concerned and will fear for their stability. Do you think the government could give a statement that's more reassuring to EU nationals, regardless of whether it's an amendment to the Brexit bill or not? Yes, I think they could. And what could they say? That you have got rights, you are protected? I think at the moment they're really trying to have their cake and eat it in the sense of they they have said, well, we do want to ensure that EU nationals remain and that is important to us and there has been some reference to the fact that they they have rights but they haven't been very clear about that because at the same time they've been saying well we have to wait and see and we're not going to guarantee things so on the one hand they're making some sort of suggestions in that regard but on the other hand they're completely undermining it by stating well we have to wait and see what happens with the withdrawal negotiations and that just creates a great state of uncertainty for EU nationals. There's some going on here that's beyond what the legal system and the process in reality really is. Well they're presenting it as if it can be a quid pro quo for negotiations but ultimately if we are going to act in accordance with our international human rights obligations then we can't decline residency and so there's no position to negotiate on that. Is there any kind of personal reassurance you can offer as a human rights lawyer at the University of Cambridge and a law lecturer to EU nationals? Because a lot of them live within academic communities. There's a lot of fear in Cambridge itself with the people being employed by the university. Do people's rights need to be reaffirmed? I certainly think people's rights need to be reaffirmed and it's important that people know that. At the same time, I don't think that that means that their fears are trivial or that they should be sort of suggested that they shouldn't be concerned about these things. But it is important that the position is presented to them more clearly and that they are aware that the rights that they have. You think that we should really steady the ship and just realise that you can't, because you've taken a vote to Brexit the EU, suddenly undermine the residency of so many EU nationals, three million of them living here. Yes, I think that it is important that greater stability is ensured for many reasons, not just the moral reasons of securing the stability and well-being of people who've been completely rocked by what happened last summer, but also the broader interests of the country also depend on creating further stability. Dr Kirsty Hughes, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Centre for Business Research podcast series looking at the post-Brexit options for the UK. Thank you. Thank you very much.